0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast. We are into week five, the Monday edition. And with Monday, you know what that means? Uh, Of course, firstly, I am your primary host, Karsten. But on Mondays, I am joined by my co-host and good friend, Wyatt. How are you doing today, Wyatt?
1: I'm doing really good. I had a nice relaxing weekend. Went on a little mini trip for one of my classes. We went climbing down in St. George. Oh, there you go. So...
0: You know, I've been doing good. Where at in uh, St. George?
1: Uh, I can't remember the name of the canyon. Sorry, <laughs> somewhere in there, I somewhere mean... <laughs> on the uh west, western area of St. George. <laughs> gotcha.
0: We're uh, uh, two people who know Utah very well, having lived here our whole <laughs> lives. So, um, <laughs> regardless, no, that's great. Um. I had kind of the same uh, weekend. I didn't really go on a trip, but I just hung out at home in the new apartment. I've got it about 90% tidied up. Once I got nice. most things in place, it was very easy to say, oh, I can get that later. And and now there's just a few piles hanging around. But we'll get it cleaned up eventually. Um, in the meantime, we have the podcast to do. And of course, we're going to jump right in with our uh, game summaries. We got a lot to talk about, um, as it seems we always do with game summaries. Firstly, I'll real quick uh, summarize what we missed on Friday. We summarized most of the games on the Friday slate. Uh, but the final two we missed, the Warriors, uh, the Golden State Warriors, were able to come out on top against the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. Uh, the Cavaliers were still without Donovan Mitchell in that game. Uh, I'm trying to get the box score pulled up real quick. Yeah. So, um, why you you haven't been here, but this is kind of the way I've been doing it with the the game summaries is I go jump to the, the game charts to get an idea of how the score flowed and then who the top performers were. And that hopefully without having watched the full game, you know, hopefully I'm able to summarize and give it justice, but um, it looks like it was a little bit back and forth through most of this game. Cleveland held the biggest leads in the game and had a pretty substantial lead in the third, but then Golden State was able to come back. Uh, if I'm, if I had to guess, I'd say Curry had a pretty good game and, uh, yeah, 40 points, five boards or sorry, four boards, five assists on some pretty great shooting six of eleven from three. Uh, meanwhile for Cleveland, Oh no, sorry. Donovan did play this game. It was the, the next game that he missed. Uh, he had 29 points, 10 boards and nine assists, nearly the triple double for Spida Mitchell. Also Evan Mobley, 20 points, 13 boards. Um, So Cleveland was still fairly solid, but Golden State just found their groove a little better, and they were carried by uh, Curry in that game. Uh, Then let's look at that other game from the Friday night slate. The Sacramento Kings on the road in Los Angeles against the Lakers, and they won that game 120-114 to to keep their little mini streak going. A box score for this game. I actually did catch parts of this game, uh, at least in the highlights, and it seemed like... Uh, it was a little bit back and forth and pretty tight at the end, but then, uh, De'Aaron Fox was able to hit, uh, you know, kind of a, a game ceiling jumper in the mid range. Uh, yeah, if you look at the score, LA took a big lead in the second quarter, but then Sacramento brought it back, back and forth throughout, and then they took the lead towards the end, uh, for the Lakers leading players, Anthony Davis had 24 points, 14 rebounds, Two steals, three blocks. He keeps doing what he's been doing defensively this year, which has been pretty impressive. Uh, Oh, yeah, LeBron did not play in this game. I think that was due to uh, a muscle strain of some sort. I think we had that on the news. Uh, 21 points and 11 assists for Westbrook off the bench. Meanwhile, the Kings were led by De'Aaron Fox, 32 points, 12 assists, and Sabonis, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Kind of the stats you'd expect from them. Uh... Well, it's decent amount of support from the uh, supporting cast to be able to get the win there in Los Angeles. Uh, Wyatt, before we move on, any quick comments on those two games or anything going on with those teams?
1: Um, Not really, except today I was just looking around on um, NBA's website and I found that they have an actual LeBron tracker, which oh is, right, you know, the uh, <laughs> chase for Kareem's record of all-time nba points leader and i thought you know the nba loves to make money off of lebron
0: james (laughs) (laughs) they they definitely do i'm surprised you hadn't seen that before they usually well i guess they don't have it as high up on their list as they used to but like yeah they've had it there i think since beginning actually i'm struggling to find it now where is it now
1: it is under the um news tab Uh,
0: Oh, it's on, oh, oh, it's it's its own tab. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's its whole
1: it's its whole own tab.
0: Yeah, because I saw the page like at the beginning of the year, but yeah, if you go to the like top bar with all the sections, it, it it's its own little section under News Lebron Tracker. Wow. Yeah. Where, where's yeah? Let's update that real quick. We haven't talked too much about that. Uh, one
1: thousand seventy six. Hmm.
0: That's not that much closer than when we last checked. He has missed some games, so yeah. um, hopefully he's able to to get, you know, re-energized, re, re-healthied, to coin a terrible-sounding <laughs> word, and uh, they can <laughs> he can keep going on that chase for history because the Lakers aren't doing much else right now. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> all right, so then we go to the Saturday games. I'll kind of breeze through these real quick, and then if there's anything that stands out, again, we can talk about them firstly the Brooklyn Nets won on the road in LA against the Clippers that was 110 to 95 um go ahead and get the stats pull up on this one looks like Brooklyn led you know had the big leads throughout and led majority of the way Clippers made it competitive but then they really ran away with it in the fourth uh for the Clippers. Uh, no one scored 20 or more points. Paul George led the way with 17. They did have five double figure scores and Dubots grabbed 15 rebounds. Uh, but for Brooklyn, they were led again by Durant still without Kyrie Irving because of the suspension. And we'll mention that in a little bit, uh, 14 boards for Nick Claxton along with three blocks and Seth Curry poured in 22 off the bench to help give Brooklyn the road win there. Next, The Jazz streak ended, unfortunately. Utah Jazz (laughs) lost on the road in Washington against the Wizards, 112 to 121. Uh, Checking out the game charts again for this game. Uh, Utah held the lead through much of that first half, but then Washington ran away with it in the second half, and it wasn't really very close in the second half altogether. Uh, Box score for Utah again, six guys and double figures. Balanced scoring, although no one higher than 18. That was Jordan Clarkson. Uh, 10 assists for Mike Conley. Again, he's got to be among the top five or 10 and uh, league average for assists so far this year. Uh, 10 assists as well for Talon Horton Tucker off the bench in only 16 minutes. That's very impressive. Uh, meanwhile, for Washington, Porzingis leads away 31 points, 10 boards, a steal, and two blocks. Kuzma adds 23 as well. Uh, three other guys score double figures to help power Washington to a home win. Uh, next, the Boston Celtics won on the road against the Detroit Pistons, 117 to 108. Uh, once this decides to load, game charts, what are we looking at? Boston, it was sort of back and forth. Detroit's biggest lead came early third quarter, but then Boston seems kind of, uh, you know, put the foot down, turned the switch, and they led big in the fourth quarter to control that game. For Detroit, Jaden Ivey. Big game, twenty six points. That might be a career high. Uh, not sure. Twenty eight for Bogdanovich. Uh, Cunningham still not in that game, and we'll have that in the new segment as well. Uh, Killian Hayes, fifteen points. Duran, Jalen Duran, twelve boards in seventeen minutes off the bench. Very impressive there. But for the Celtics, again, the uh, Jason Tatum show. Uh, looks like Jalen Brown did not play in this game, so Tatum scored forty three points and ten boards. 10 boards also for Grant Williams, 10 assists for Marcus Smart, and the Celtics showing you why they were such a uh, lethal team last year. Next, the Toronto Raptors lost on the road against the Indiana Pacers. Pacers pick up a home win, 118-104. to 104. The Raptors were led by Ojean Inouye, one steal and two blocks for the one of the Defensive Player of the Year candidates, along with the 26 points. Uh, Boucher, 19 points off the bench. Meanwhile, the Pacers led by uh, Halliburton's 15 assists and Heald's 22 points. Miles Turner, 10 boards again, two blocks. He's had a very solid recent stretch of games. Uh, Indiana comes out on top. Oh, sorry, game charts. Uh, Toronto actually held a big lead early third quarter, but then Indiana worked their way back into it and they were able to win that game. So, very interesting there uh let's see that's halfway through that slate of games next the philadelphia 76ers won at home 121 to 109 against the atlanta hawks uh the hawks were uh helped by trey young and dejounte murray 50 points combined for them 15 boards for clint capella meanwhile the sixers had 42 points from Joel Embiid, 10 rebounds six assists two steals two blocks Maxie poured in 26 points as well they're still without james harden uh in that game, uh, Sixers led throughout. Hawks made it sort of close towards the end, but Sixers still controlled that game. Next, the Miami Heat won at home against the Charlotte Hornets, 132-115. to 115. Hornets were led by 22 from Rozier and 20 from Oubre. This was LaMelo Ball's first game of the season after uh, some sort of a minor injury concern. Hit 15 points, six rebounds, six assists. Meanwhile, the Heat... Led by Adebayo, twenty-four points, fifteen boards, uh, eleven boards as well for Kyle Lowry, and twenty points off the bench for Gabe Vincent as uh, Miami made it, you know, left it close in the first half, but then ran away in the second half to win that game. Dallas Mavericks went at home, one seventeen to one twelve against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, trying to pull up this information, and it's a little slow to load. Uh, oh. Bad gateway, apparently. That's not great.
1: We hate Uh, bad gateways.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Make us look bad. All right. Uh, Throughout this game, Dallas held the lead for much of the second quarter. Portland brought it back. Portland held the lead at the end of the third. Dallas brought it back, and Dallas ends up with the win in this game. Uh, For Portland, Jeremy Grant, 37 points to lead the charge there. Lillard adds 29 points, 12 assists of his own. Simons 24 points as well. But for Dallas, the Luca Show continues 42 points, 13 boards, 10 assists, along with two steals and a block. D'Andawittie adds 20 points of his own. Wood 19 off the bench to help power Dallas to a win. And finally, the New Orleans Pelicans won at home against the Houston Rockets 119 to 106. Uh, looking at the box score and information for this game uh pelicans led big until the end of the third houston retook the lead shortly uh before new orleans took it back for houston jalen green again big scoring good percentages kevin porter with 23 points as well uh jabari smith jr the rookie with 15 boards nice to see there meanwhile the pelicans uh had 22 from larry nance off the bench to join zion williamson 26 and ingram 20 Mm -hmm. uh as New Orleans is able to just pull away a little bit more talented down the stretch. Okay, that was a real quick jaunt through those games for Saturday. Why anything jump out to you there? Stat lines, players, teams?
1: I mean, I'm always impressed with Luca. He, right. All of us uh you know, unathletic or seemingly unathletic people hope because He doesn't appear and hit like Jokic too. Like you look at those guys and they don't really look like athletes, but then they just put up killer numbers pretty much every night. So,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the comparison's already been made. The the comparison I always think of and, you know, they're different types of players and I'm not saying Luka's, this good yet but he always makes you think of a larry bird in the sense that he's yeah he's not an ultra athlete he's a bit bigger but he has those skills that just feel for the game the shooting the passing you know those kinds of things so he's always you know one of my favorites to watch um so yeah he's definitely impressive he will certainly be in uh you know the mvp conversation so that is uh kind of story there uh, so we'll go ahead, unless there's anything you want to add with those games before we move on to Sunday's games.
1: No, let's go to Sunday.
0: Okay. All right, Sunday's games. Sunday was a very eventful night across the NBA. Firstly, big scoring game in the Garden. The Oklahoma City Thunder actually come out on top on the road in New York against the Knicks. The uh, final score, 145 to 135. Huge scoring game here. Uh, Checking out the box score here. Okay, let's see, sorry, New York uh, stormed out to a good start to the first quarter, uh, thunderstormed back in the second, and then uh, ran away with it in that second half. uh, Big leads throughout the second half to uh, seal that game. Uh, For the Knicks, they were led by uh, Cam Reddish, actually, 26 points from him, leading the scoring charge. Randall adds 25 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Emmanuel quickly added 24 off the bench, but for the Thunder, they had uh, all of their starters and double figures, including three players with 24 or more points, uh, the highest of those being 37 from Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who also added three steals and two blocks. He continues his torrid stretch to start the season. Uh, Josh Giddy, meanwhile, triple-double, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. Uh, That guard tandem, of course, one of the more intriguing tandems in the league. Not quite in that top five or ten conversation yet, though they're rapidly moving up there uh, as Oklahoma City steals a game in the garden. Next, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, build a little bit of momentum. They win against the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road in Cleveland, 129-124. to Uh, Throughout this game, Minnesota led big throughout, and Cleveland made it close towards the end, but Minnesota was able to hang on to win the game. And that's especially impressive considering they overcame 51 points from Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers in this game on some terrific percentages, along with six assists. Again, uh, it was this game. I was mistaken earlier. This is the game that Donovan Mitchell did not play. So Garland picked up the scoring load. Uh, 13 boards for Evan Mobley starting at center, also in the place of Jarrett Allen. He did not play as well. Uh, meanwhile, for Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns, 29 points, 13 boards, looking a little more like we expected him to. 30 points and 12 assists for D'Angelo Russell. Gobert adds 13 rebounds and two blocks, uh, and 19 points off the bench for Torian Prince, as Minnesota looks a lot better than they have in recent uh, games in this one as they're able to beat Cleveland. Um, Real quick, before we move on, let's let's take that time to talk about that game from Garland. Um, what are your thoughts on him? You know, even just from that kind of casual outside perspective, where maybe you haven't been able to catch as many games as well either of us would like. Uh, seeing him emerge as quickly as he has in last season and this season, uh, how impressed have you been with Darius Garland?
1: Uh, I think it's really impressive. I I'm curious to see how. Uh... You know, him and Donovan have been working well together mm-hmm. so far. But, you know, sometimes a huge breakout game like this when, you know, your co-star, if you will, is on the bench, maybe sometimes gets you thinking a little bit or makes you um, mm-hmm. wonder, hey, do I really need to, like, is this guy making me better? Do I need to pass the ball to him? Sometimes you might be tempted to get a little greedy. and Yeah. Uh, uh, you know want to keep showing up and and putting up big numbers every night but you know that never works out well <laughs> and uh, right. yeah people well, just and, have yeah. good games sometimes and but I, I I'm just interested to see what happens with that
0: right yeah I mean I from what we've seen so far like, I don't think there's much indication that, that can happen. But We've seen that in the past, though, right? I mean, um, we've also seen the reverse. Something that came, come to mind that's kind of the reverse situation is um, when Carmelo Anthony was with the Knicks, right? And that was uh, the 2011-2012 season. And he was out with, uh, I think, some sort of an injury. It took him out those couple of weeks. And it was during that stretch that Jeremy Lin and Lin Sanity all started coming about. And um, right. I think there was, like, that reverse ego of, you know, my, the guy who's out there is playing really well, all of a sudden out of nowhere. And, you know, Carmel Anthony, I guess maybe had some issues with that, or it was rumored that he had some issues, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, those team dynamics are always interesting to keep an eye out for. Uh, certainly we, we expect Cleveland to be able to do well with it, but it, it is interesting to to keep an eye out on uh, for sure. So, okay. Yeah. And I, I would just add, I, you know, very impressed. He's a guy who, when he was drafted, I personally didn't understand it since the year before they had drafted Colin Sexton. Um, And then those first couple of years, they played this small backcourt, which I guess they're technically doing now, but they had Garland and Sexton and Sexton was a shooting guard. Of course, Sexton now in Utah and they have Mitchell instead, who's more of a true shooting guard. Um, And it's been great so far. And again, we'll, we'll see if that sustained itself. Uh, okay. The next game, the Memphis Grizzlies lost on the road against the Washington Wizards in Washington, 102 to 92. Uh, for this game, <clears throat> Memphis, uh, it was, you know, fairly close throughout that first half, but then Washington belt momentum to able to win that game uh, in the second half. For Memphis, they were aided by five guys in double figures, 10 boards for Stephen Adams. Meanwhile, for the Wizards, Again, Porzingis led the charge, 25 points, uh, team high, 21 from Denny Avdia as well. Uh, three other guys in double figures. Kuzma added 11 boards, and uh, neither team ultra sharp, but Washington able to come out on top in on that one. Next, another game where we're going to want to focus on an individual player's performance. Uh, the Philadelphia six, 76ers uh, come out on top at home against the Utah Jazz, 105 98. Uh, this game was led by Utah early again, but then Philadelphia stormed back in the second for the jazz, five guys in double figures, 10 boards for Jared Allen and Larry marketing, uh, bleak Beasley, 18 points to lead the team there. But for Philadelphia, they had 18 from Tyrese Maxey. They had eh, scoring from some other guys, but that didn't matter because they had Joel Embiid with the performance of the year so far, I think it's safe to say. Here's the stat line, 59 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists, one steal and seven blocks. Wow. 68% from the floor, 20 of 24 from the free throw line, 83%. Unbelievable performance. Let's talk about that real quick. Can you think of any recent performances like in the last few seasons that kind of rival that? Um. Because no, for me, not, it's, it's not tough the to full, think of. Yeah, yeah, not
1: the full stat line. You know, you, you see breakout games on points. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few times this season by some, you know, sometimes random players. But yeah, the full stat line is is really impressive. And I, yeah, I can't think of a, I can't think of another <laughs> rivaling <laughs> situation recently
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially with that many blocks, right?
1: Right, I guess it kind of
0: comes down to where we haven't seen as many. I mean, we have Jokic and Embiid now, of course, in these last few years. But in recent last 10, 12 years, we haven't had as many dominant centers. Um, You know, we've maybe had Anthony Davis and Giannis, who are more power forwards, but they're still big guys, you know. And maybe they would have some sort of similar stat line. (laughs) Uh, But this is one of the craziest, most impressive stat lines I've seen in a while. Um, and I think we'll be talking about it for the next couple of weeks at least. It'll probably be up there at the end of the season as far as best performances of the season. Um, And again, we'll have a chance to talk a little bit more about Joel Embiid uh, later on. We did summarize and talk about the Sixers at the end of the week last week as far as as part of our uh, franchise focus. Uh, We didn't expect this would come up in the weekend, but... Um, yeah, great performance there from Philadelphia. Uh, three more games from Sunday Slate to talk about. Uh, the Denver Nuggets won on the road in Chicago against the Bulls 126 to 103. Look at the game chart. Denver led throughout this game. It wasn't ultra close for Chicago uh, 21 points for Zach Levine led the way. 11 boards for Drummond off the bench. Uh, three other players in double figure scoring. Meanwhile, Nuggets led by Michael Porter Jr., 31 points for him. Great to see him playing well off of uh, last season's injury issues. 23 for Jamal Murray. Uh, Jokic only eight points and six boards, but, of course, 14 assists to kind of offset that. 11 boards for Bruce Brown as well. Diminutive Bruce Brown as the Nuggets are able to win on the road. Next, the uh, Sacramento Kings won at home against the Golden State Warriors. That's a big game right there. 122-115 to for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, And this is a game that Golden State led big early, and then Sacramento pushed the issue. It was a little bit of a back and forth as far as that second half, but Sacramento ended up pulling away with it. Warriors were led by Wiggins, 26 points, and Curry, 27 points. 10 boards for Looney. Meanwhile, the Kings... Sabonis had 26 points and 22 rebounds. Massive effort wow. there. Keegan Murray adds 21 points. De'Aaron Fox, 22. Uh, of course, the rookie Keegan Murray had some big expectations. That's a great sign to see that from him. If those three can become kind of a, a, a big three of sorts, if you want to call it that in Sacramento, that would really bode well for them. Uh, and they're able to get a big win against Golden State. Uh, And then the last game from that slate, the Brooklyn Nets on the road against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, The Lakers win at home, 116 to 103. Look at the uh, game charts for this. I actually caught a lot of this game, but uh, Los Angeles was able to uh, build a lead and sustain it through most of the game. Brooklyn made it a little bit close in the fourth, but they uh, ended up winning anyways for Brooklyn uh durant leads the way again 31 points nine boards seven assists uh four other guys in double figures but no one else above 15 um with Kyrie irving still out and nick Claxton leaving early with some sort of an injury again hopefully we can get some news and update you on that meanwhile for the lakers lebron did not play in this game either but anthony davis picked up the slack 37 points 18 boards uh westbrook 12 assists off the bench Lonnie Walker, 25 points uh, and 15 from Reeves and 14 points from Westbrook to to, uh, solidify the victory there. Uh, Any quick comments on any of those games that we didn't really talk about in detail, such as the Thunder game, maybe the Warriors Kings. It sounded like you were pretty uh, interested to hear that they had won that game.
1: Right. Um, My actual, my, actually, my first thoughts are Lonnie Walker, uh, you know, in that Lakers game, yeah, shooting, um, sixty percent. You know, and having twenty five points, and Anthony Davis as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and even Austin Reeves, like he didn't have as many points, but he's a guard, which, you know, usually, you know, you expect centers to have a little bit higher percentage because you know there are a lot of dunks and open right. layups.
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: and. But you know some good, really good shooting percentages happening on the Lakers. Uh, when you look at some of these guys, you know you you always have Westbrook you can count on a terrible percentage from him. But uh, I don't know. That was cool to see.
0: Yeah, we can't uh can't talk Lakers without bagging on Westbrook right yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know honestly as much as I've disparaged Westbrook in the past I think the idea of him coming off the bench is quite interesting as far as maybe how that can potentially help them and I think it has been better um, like in recent games even though their record isn't too much better like they've been just you know starting to show signs of maybe they can be a little bit more kind of all put together if that makes sense but like we said with Lonnie Walker I think that's interesting um he's a guy he was just outside the lottery pick and I think we might have mentioned this before to see him have these higher scoring games with the Lakers I think that's great to see you know he's he got some chances with San Antonio but for him to start now and have some bigger games I think that's great for him and of course if he can be consistent from three that's going to be a huge boost for this Los Angeles team who still is are in desperate need of shooters
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah so that's great to see um okay so that kind of takes us through that takes us through sunday we'll probably not talk a lot about tonight's games we'll instead save that for tomorrow's show uh so expect the monday night game summaries on tomorrow's show the tuesday show hopefully that all uh kind of makes sense Meanwhile, let's move on to the next part of the show, and we'll talk through key news. There's not a ton of key news. Um, Just kind of the main stories I was able to find both on NBA's website as well as ESPN. Uh, Firstly, Kyrie Irving timetable. There's a lot of uh, uncertainties around this. Now, when the suspension was first announced, it was announced as a five-game suspension. Uh, We actually finished that five games, or that fifth game was either Friday or Saturday, I want to say, of last week, maybe even Thursday. Um, But he has not played the two games following, so he has not played seven games um, because I think there's potentially still some, maybe an an extension of that suspension within the team. I don't think there's really been an official statement on the matter. So right now we're in that, you know, familiar every season story of when is Kyrie going to come back, right? Yeah. Last year, it was with uh, uh, the vaccine, you know, the, having to be vaccinated, right? And the year before, I think there was time he missed with having to, you know, some sort of family um, emergency, I think was the report. So, so we're in that time of year where Kyrie Irving, we don't know when he's going to come back. Uh, so again, we'll just kind of keep you posted on that. Meanwhile, on Saturday, there was some injury news, Cade Cunningham out Four games. I think we might have already played one or two of those games, uh, out four games with a shin. Uh, not sure if it's a, a bruise, an injury, uh, you know, what exactly the injury is there. I don't think there was great detail in that. Um, so he might miss, miss the next few games, but hopefully he's back soon. Wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, let's see. We did talk through the big games on Sunday night. So we've got that taken care of, uh, NBA officially announced the players of the week for week four. And we'll talk about our own picks for that kind of award. But in the Eastern Conference, it was Joel Embiid. And for the Western Conference, it was Stephen Curry. They both had tremendous stats. So kudos to them for winning that award. Mm -hmm. Finally, uh, just a few minor roster moves. There hasn't been too many in the recent weeks. But uh, Miami Heat did wave guard Drew Smith, who was on a two-way contract. And to fill that two-way contract spot, they have signed center Orlando Robinson. So that hopefully summarizes kind of all the key news. Uh, Any comments on that before we get into game previews? Uh,
1: Nope.
0: Okay, great. Uh, Game previews. Again, we'll real quick run through this. I know I'm doing a lot of just rambling off scores and stuff, but we're going to get to the part where we can both, you know, have this, you know, discuss some things and get real into the meat of of the season so far and especially the last week uh again the game times that i will list are given in eastern standard time so keep that in mind if you're using this to help kind of plan your weekend uh tonight's games i'll just mention what they were even though they're already over uh the three games i thought were kind of interesting from tonight's slate on league pass at seven there was the hornets uh at the magic on nba tv at seven thirty, there was a the thunder at the Celtics. I did watch a good chunk of that one. It was it was pretty pretty good actually. And I think the Thunder led that, but then the Celtics were rallying towards the end. Not sure how that came out. We'll have that summary tomorrow. Uh, and then on League Pass at ten, the Spurs were at the Warriors. I think that game might have just barely finished up. Um, but regardless, we'll go ahead and talk about tomorrow's games. Here's where you can actually start planning what you want to watch. Uh, Tuesday we have a TNT double header at seven thirty. The Memphis Grizzlies are at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Again, two teams with struggled, you know, their franchise histories are not great, but they're on the up and up in the Western Conference. See if they can, uh, you know, provide a show. John Morant and Zion Williamson, the high flyers, see if they can have a great game. And the other game on TNT slate at 10 o'clock, these Brooklyn Nets are at the Sacramento Kings. Kings, can they build that momentum, keep that going? Uh, Can Brooklyn – bounce back from some recent setbacks as far as losses. Uh, Can they find the rhythm without Kyrie? That'll be the storyline to watch there. One more game to consider on League Pass at 830, the LA Clippers at the Dallas Mavericks. You remember the playoff series from a couple years ago. Uh, Actually, a a couple of playoff series. Uh, Kind of rematches from those series. That'll be exciting to watch for uh, as both Clippers fan and Mavericks fan, whatever you are. Uh, Paul George versus Luca. Maybe Kawhi's back. I'm not sure where he's at with this injury. Uh that could be a great game to watch.
1: Yeah, and they're they're right together, you know. They both have a winning streak of one and they're sixth and seventh in the Western Conference. So they're you know, they're right. It could go either way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing. Yeah. They're close in that East, that Western conference race and Grizzlies Pelicans is sort of similar, but Clippers Mavericks are even closer, right? So Mm -hmm. um, that's a great one to watch out for Wednesday. We have an ESPN doubleheader. Uh, First game is at seven 30. The Boston Celtics are at the Atlanta Hawks uh, two of the top four or five teams in the Eastern conference. Celtics are especially hot lately. Can they keep that going on the road? Or would Lana's guards, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, be able to uh, hold up the home court and build their own momentum in the East? And then after that, on ESPN at 10, we have the Warriors at the Suns. Again, top Western conference team. See if they can um, give each other a run for their money. Suns, of course, still without Chris Paul. We'll see when he's able to come back. Um, but that could still be a great game nonetheless. And the
1: Warriors playing terribly lately. <laughs> that's also
0: true. The Warriors not playing great. So this is, you know, another test for them. They're playing a top Western team. Can they actually be competitive in this Western conference or are their struggles uh, something that's going to continue? Um, one more game to watch out for on the Wednesday slate league pass at eight o'clock Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers at the Milwaukee Bucks, two of the very top teams in the Eastern conference. Cavs have slipped lately. Can they bounce back and especially get an impressive win in Milwaukee? Or Milwaukee uh, further sustain themselves as potentially the top team or one of the two top teams in the Eastern Conference? That's another great game to look out for. Mm-hmm. Thursday, we've got really one game. I think it was only a three or four game slate. One game to point out uh on league pass at 10 the brooklyn nets are at the portland Trail Blazers. i didn't want to talk you know do nets twice but the, it was one of the more interesting games not the other games are all interesting too but if you had to pick one um again see if durant can kind of keep up a show you know at this point i think he's just been impressive on his own see if the team can rally around that even if they don't have Kyrie still at that point and then for portland you know, see if they've, they can keep that momentum going and especially see if Lillard can, you know, have a strong game at home. You know, that's kind of what I watch for, especially with Lillard being maybe my favorite point guard ever. He's certainly in my top five. Um, and then Friday, we've got a bunch of games Friday that could be interesting. Firstly, I'll talk you through, we've got two ESPN games again. Firstly, 7.30, Milwaukee Bucks at Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Joel Embiid versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, not much more you can say there. That's going to be a great matchup. And then after that, 10 o'clock, the New York Knicks at the Golden State Warriors. Two teams that you didn't expect would be as close in record and uh, performance as they are. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, can New York's young trio uh, prove themselves against a battered Warriors team? Can the Warriors, again, start to build some momentum? The questions we've had uh, previously. Some other games to consider uh, league pass at seven Miami heat at Washington wizards, two teams in that Southeast conference or Southeast division uh, going against each other wizards actually doing better than the heat. Will the heat try and, you know, reestablish what they've been used to. Will the wizards be able to um, sustain their pace that they've had. That'll be something to watch out for uh, league pass at eight thirty. Denver nuggets at Dallas Mavericks. Again, two uh, top Western conference. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Jokic versus Doncic, you know, the the European battle there. Um you know, I'm sure they don't care as much about the European, you know, view than as we do. We're just trying to find the storylines. But yeah. regardless, <laughs> that'll be uh that'll be great to watch. And then League Pass, uh two more games. League pass at nine, Phoenix Suns at Utah Jazz. Uh see if the Jazz can uh, start to build some positive momentum especially being at home that'd be a great game to watch and then finally league pass at ten thirty. i wanted to add some teams i hadn't talked about in any of the other game previews the detroit pistons at the los angeles lakers <laughs> two
1: <laughs> the worst records right <laughs> of <two now. laughs> the
0: poorer teams but of course two of the interesting teams with the pistons young set of talent and the lakers Old set of talent. Yeah. <laughs> Who will win? The battle of the young whippersnappers and the, <laughs> <laughs> the the old grandpas and the walkers. We're being mean. Um so that'll be that'll be an interesting game. Um and that takes us through our game previews. Those are the games that I would recommend really keeping an eye out for. And of course the TNT, the ESPN, they kind of pick those games, especially uh with you know the teams in mind any games jump out at you before we segue into our power rankings
1: uh i think we kind of talked about already the the um you know interesting thoughts that i had with some of these games so
0: gotcha okay no fair enough all right so we're moving on to our power rankings and i've already kind of talked enough uh you know, doing our game summaries and such. So I'm going to turn the time over to you, uh, especially since both of us have now had a little more time to work through our power rankings and uh, do them a little more thoroughly. Uh, I will let you have some time to talk about your week four power rankings at end of week four, uh, whether you want to do top 10, uh, biggest movers, fallers, whatever that is uh, kind of up to you, but you go ahead and take the lead and I will, uh, jump in with my thoughts and my own rankings after that.
1: Okay, sounds good. So, some of the interesting things that I have on my power rankings—it's—I still have you know Bucks and Celtics is one and two. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies have moved up uh, six spots for me. I have them, I have them fourth now.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I think they've been, you know, playing really well, and I think they're one of those. Teams that you know they, they don't have extensive playoff experience among them, but they do have some after the last uh couple of years. And I so I, I think they're one of the teams that this you know high ranking could persevere into the, the playoffs and you know later into the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh suns are still hanging in pretty high, but uh, you know, they've had some issues lately. Clippers dropped down five spots, not been playing so hot. Wizards w- moved up a lot for me, 13 spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been, you know, pretty impressive. They're on a four-game winning streak and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, playing well as a team. So they've moved up there. You know, I, I didn't move them up any more than – uh where they are currently sitting because not as sold on how long it will last similar to the jazz that they moved up eight spots but again I don't know mm-hmm. uh you know postseason wise if this is gonna be a a consistent thing. Right. Uh can the Kings, same situation up eight. Don't know if it'll last. Warriors <laughs> tanked they're down 13 <laughs> spots. You know. Right. Of course I think they're gonna bounce back, but you know, they're a third to last in the West, just kind of playing terribly. Uh, you know, not much to say there besides that. Lakers right. a couple spots below them, they also moved down. They they weren't as high before, so they didn't move down as significantly as the Warriors. Yeah. But also terrible record right now. Um, right that is interesting right though that you,
0: you still have them at 21 so not quite ultra bottom like they're not great right but you, you still you think with that talent are they got to turn it around at some point right,
1: right. I, I still am convinced that both the Warriors and the Lakers are going to turn it around you know as we near the postseason um, at least I, I think that they will mm-hmm. of course as the weeks go on some of these things that we're seeing like Warriors and Lakers being terrible and jazz and, you know, wizards and Kings playing good, you know, yeah. as each week passes, it's like, maybe there's something to this. So right. you know, uh, I'm open to being proved wrong, but that's, that's just kind of my uh, thought process for, you know, not taking them as far as, you know, the record may, may show. Right. Yeah. Bulls and, Timberwolves both moved down significantly. Mm. I am not so I'm not as convinced that these are teams are going to back bounce back this season. Timberwolves gotcha. I don't know. I, I felt like they were, you know, not moving to rebuild. I thought they were trying to make some strong plays in this offseason and, you know, mm. be contenders, at least kind of, but uh yeah, I don't know the the Fit of Rudy with cat, yeah, might not be ideal.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was um. If I can interject real quick, that yeah, was please. something. I remember when that trade happened. Of course, being jazz fans, our first thought is, "Oh man, we you know we lost Gobert and he was great." But, but also, I remember think with the Timberwolves, like that's a team that traded for him, a team that already has you know carlinton Towns, like you said, and. I was like, I don't understand the fit, you know, Yeah. even even if they're, you know, both great players. And even if Carl Anthony Towns is very mobile and, you know, skilled as a center, it's still a league that is not dominated by bigs or, you know, centers. I mean, look at the, the finals last year. You had the Warriors whose starting center was Kevon Looney. Mm 6'9", solid, but by no means a star. And then the Celtics, it was kind of the combination of Al Horford, who's a touch undersized, solid, older, not not an all-star anymore. Yeah, Mm -hmm. veteran guy. And Robert Williams, who has some pretty good size, but again, he's like a defensive specialist, not a star. And to combine two star bigs (laughs) like that with big contracts – you know, I wasn't sure that that would be a great fit, and it's early. It's still fairly early that they could turn it around and they could have a great finish to the year for all we know. But it's definitely been a disappointing start. We can say that much,
1: yeah, yeah, and you're right. It is possible to turn it around. I just, you know, at the fit that we've talked about, I'm just I don't you know, if I had to bet, I would say that it's not going to happen. just you know you're you're totally right. It's not a Centers League. Yeah, and it hasn't been for a while, so uh, you know, they talk about not putting all your eggs in one basket, and it seems like they kind of did that with their big scheme, you know, yeah, and totally the wrong basket, let alone you know, putting them (laughs) all into one is bad enough, and then choosing to put them all in the wrong one is you know, even worse,
0: yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's just uh, just a tough situation but yeah anything, I mean anything. we
1: saw the Rockets do that with with smalls you know what was it two years yeah. ago they the the tallest guy on their roster was like six seven or something that was so ridiculous <laughs> but, that year yeah
0: <laughs> like I'll I'll sound like such a traditionalist like you gotta have a center blah, 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 you know like old man shouting at the kids but like to <laughs> see you know they've got like you know, oh, who did they have starting at center flipping like, oh, what is his name? Why can't I think of his name? Um, Played for the rap Damari Carroll. Like oh, he was, yes. Like he yeah. was playing center for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like Jeff Green and they're like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, it's like literally get any center in there and just like make a layup, you know? And again, I know right. it's, it's not that simple, but it always seems very simple to the fan, you know, but for sure. Anyway, so any other points you want to talk about with your power rankings?
1: Uh, not really. The rest of my rankings are, you know, just kind of the standard teams that have been near the bottom uh, yeah. all season. Thunder Hornets, Magic Pistons, Rockets, all kinda just not a lot of movement. All kinda right. just sitting low.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Let me uh kind of try and compare this to what I've got. Um so on our little spreadsheet here, we have like the numbers of where they've moved up and down. Wyatt's colors are all very, uh, very bright and very easy to notice. Mine are all like subdued and like light, gr- light green, light red, like kind of an interesting contrast, random thing to comment on anyways. Um, <laughs> so for me, similar to you, I have Bucks and Celtics one and two. For me, the Celtics actually moved up. I had dropped them a little bit because I think they had slid as far as losing a couple games before this most recent one. uh, Or before this most recent week as far as a set of games. I keep the Jazz at three, even though they went two and two. Um, Like you, I kind of expect them to fall. But, you know, they're still uh, the most – they had the most total wins, even though they had a lower percentage at the end of – week four so i keep them there but i again i think they can easily fall um denver and portland both move up to kind of take phoenix and memphis spots uh cleveland falls a good amount they went zero and four in week four yeah um, rough week rough week they had didn't have donovan and the previous week they had gone like three and zero or four and zero. you know they had stormed into that top group and now they've they've fallen so um I think they could maybe find a nice niche here in the bottom of the top 10, you know, yeah, like very Mm -hmm. solid, but not top of the East, but that's kind of where I have them. Hawks and Mavericks. I keep them nine and 10. Not much change there. Similar to you. My, I have the wizards moving way up, Um, you know, again, four and Oh, they had the best record of any team in week four. Um, You know, Porzingis played great for them. Pelicans Clippers, uh stay pretty much the same although the clippers did move up I did have this marked incorrectly let me let me fix that they moved up four um so the clippers you know two and one they played a little better sixers move a good amount up they move six up kings move up nine to number sixteen pretty close to where you had them I think um he move up a bit raptors and Knicks fall raptors move fall quite a bit actually down to eighteen uh Spurs fall to 21 Warriors went up one there you go um <laughs> <laughs> up to 23 like they are building some momentum and i think if they can you know string a couple more weeks of winning records in each of those weeks i think i can move them out of the bottom 10 but they're still their record is not great and they're still in that bottom third of the west so i got to keep them down there bulls bulls timberwolves i've lumped together 24 and 25 they both fell 11 spots and that was quite simply and you might be similar i just wasn't as aware of what was going on with those teams as far as team fits and especially timberwolves you know i and we talked about it already but i had thought with that talent they would you know be doing well and then based on the record let's say previous week's power rankings I have three teams that have a similar record. Uh, I'll put the Timberwolves on top because I think their their talent is, you know, of those three, I'll put them on top because I think their talent is great. But I wasn't right. really paying attention to how that team actually was working and some of the issues they've had defensively, offensively, all of those things. So they move down to 25. Meanwhile, I swap the Orlando Magic and the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets went 0-4. They fall to 29. The Magic move up to 26. Yes, Lakers fans, the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons are better than the Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> in my current opinion. Um, but regardless, yeah, Lakers twenty-eight, um, Nets fell one to twenty-two. Those two teams, I think, I think Nets had a little momentum, and then they've steadied out. Lakers are still struggling to find it. Honestly, you know, yeah. they had a, they had a nice win against Brooklyn, I guess. But other than that, it's still been a struggle for them. So so that's kind of my power rankings. Any comments on anything with this?
1: No. I mean, we have have some similar results for our movement here.
0: Right. Yeah. And again, going forward, I think this is going to be great because now we've actually gotten into or should hopefully get more of a habit of where we can update the records for each week and be able to see where they're moving up and down week by week and be able to do a little bit more accurate job um, for both of us going forward. So I think I think this is probably the best power rankings either of us have done up to this point. So i yeah. about that. So, okay, great. Let's move on to the last big segment of the Monday show. And of course, that is our Uh, naming of the last week's MVP. Again, we still don't have a video podcast, so I don't know why I always hold it like I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Um, (laughs) I was showing Wyatt earlier, though. We've actually started to write the names of the MVPs on the trophy, uh, and we're going to do that every week. By the end, we should have a trophy that's covered in writing and covered in players' names um, for their honor. And maybe at some point we'll be able to do a video podcast as well i think that could be cool but um but then we got to worry about how we look and we got it right. off oh, these that's going to be a whole right yeah. a whole thing so it's very easy <laughs> to just do a <laughs> an audio podcast um but regardless we're going to name our week four mvp um on our little google docs here i've got a list of candidates i've got eight candidates this time and i tried to do a balance of i only picked one player per team I picked players with winning records and players who had great statistical performances, whether that's high scoring averages, high rebounding averages, assists, defensive stats, or a combination of those, and who led their teams as far as like a a key guy on that team, which was kind of why I limited one player per team. So in the mix, we've got Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, John Morant, Jeremy Grant, Chris Staps Porzingis, De'Aaron Fox, and Miles Turner. And uh I won't say too much right away because I think I've already made my pick, but I want to hear your thoughts, Wyatt, looking at this list.
1: Um Yeah, I mean, I think I think Joel Embiid is pretty much the obvious choice this week. He's yeah. leading in most of the categories. I mean including turnovers so that's not good but <laughs> uh he the only one he's really not leading in i mean he has a lot of a lot of turnovers which is a knock against him mm-hmm. and then he's not leading in assists but he's d- doing pretty well especially for a center i mean 5.3 assists per game yeah and then you know we haven't even mentioned the strengths you know 40 points her game 11 rebounds tied with miles turner yeah his uh, uh you know 2.8 blocks that's just barely higher than miles turner so yeah. you know across the board i feel like you know he's he's our man i i will say uh jason tatum's looking really good mm-hmm. um and and so is stephen curry for this week both of them solid solid performance and you know really good ball control like yeah barely any turnovers as far as uh you know for for point or not point guards but you know ball handling players that
0: yeah yeah absolutely guys that are going to be helping make plays for their team um i think that's a fair point i mean if you want to get real, you know, a little more advanced stats, and he talks this turnover ratio, that's really not even that advanced of a stat, but Joel Embiid is, you know, barely one-to-one. Meanwhile, Curry, uh, you know, is like about three-to-one, Tatum's maybe two-to-one, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like,
0: so I think that's a fair uh, thing to keep in mind. But, But like you said, his other stats are so remarkable, and the team was still able to win. You know, I think that's a pretty – you Know clear choice. Tatum did go four and oh, um, yeah, worth considering. Uh, we should also just mention briefly the performances from uh, I mean, Porzingis, three and zero. he didn't play one of those games the Wizards won, otherwise, he would have been four and oh. Uh, 25 points, eight boards, just solid and actually, you know, pretty great defensively. De'Aaron Fox, 24 and eight assists. Jeremy Grant finds himself on here. I mean, he's a solid player, he's never really been you know, in this kind of a conversation. So this is great to see him here. He had 29 yards yeah. over that stretch, seven boards, and 1.3 steals and 1.3 blocks. So he was doing defensively as well as offensively. Um, so, you know, all these guys had great stretches for their teams and played very well. Um, but, yeah, I would agree with you that Embiid has got to be the choice, especially after that game Sunday night. Right. You know, that's, jazzy. <laughs> really. Yeah.
1: Kind of whipped some butt there. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for us.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately for us, but it was still pretty uh, impressive to see him uh, be able to do that. So I think uh, as, as long as you agree, we can go ahead. Uh, should we lock that in?
1: Yeah. Write it on the trophy.
0: Here we go. We're locking that in. Number four, <clears throat> week four MVP goes to Joel Embiid. Congratulations, Joel. Um We know you're not able to be here tonight, unfortunately, to accept your award. Uh, (laughs) So I will accept it on your behalf and put it in uh, probably the usual spot somewhere here on the desk. Um, Okay, so we've named four MVPs. It'll be great to see what great performances happen this next week and who can maybe uh, win the trophy. This brings up a, a question, an open question I have, either for the listener or for you, Wyatt. How do we feel about repeat winners? Should we try and shy away from having the same player twice, or if one player just stands out so much, is it kind of like we have to name them the MVP?
1: Um, <clears throat> my personal opinion is I don't think we should exclude, you know, like repeat, repeat winners. Like I think, I think if there's an obvious, uh, you know, winner, then, you know yeah. they deserve they deserve a another MVP and that and that'll just be, you know, easy to look back at our trophy and be like, hey, we got, you know, this guy was a week's MVP, you know, four times. Right. So so season MVP, you know, he should definitely be in that conversation. But uh, yeah. but I also think that, you know, in the the close run close run weeks where you know there's a couple guys that you know bad stellar weeks and they're competing for the first spot and one of them's already won and the other one hasn't then maybe in those scenarios we lean toward and we're like oh maybe this guy hasn't won it but
0: yeah i i uh, think that's a definitely a fair assessment and and it especially kind of goes into what at least my thoughts were with this mvp and that's like cuz every year we get into the the season long mvp conversation right and it seems mm-hmm. like by december the media and sports writers involved have already kind of like picked their you know like like last year it seemed like Jokic was the the front runner as far back as like December you know yeah mm-hmm. and they don't really provide a lot of opportunity for discussion about a lot of players that are playing well you get a bit of it with the all-star break but i think that's the the strength of a weekly mvp we can have a chance to talk about a lot of players <laughs> Certainly, like you said, don't exclude someone who was just outstanding, and you know, looking back, we able to say, "Hey, that was you know a great year for that player." Maybe that's a sign that later on they win an MVP or something like that. But for for right now, I think that's a great uh, plan going forward. So, sweet, hey, okay. yeah, perfect. Let's go ahead and finish things off. We'll give you our this day in history fact. This is for November fourteenth. Uh, going back to 2006, not ultra far back in history, uh, November 14th, 2006, Pages Stoyakovich became the first player in NBA history to start a game off by scoring 20 consecutive points for his team. And you can actually find this on YouTube. Hmm. It's a pretty great stretch. He set a New Orleans Hornets record of 22 points in the first quarter. Uh, he went on to score a career-high 42 points helping the Hornets beat the Charlotte Bobcats, 94 to 85. Wow. It was against the Bobcats. That's just insult to injury for yeah. Charlotte at that <laughs> time. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that team the year before their really stellar season, but they had Paja, Chris Paul, David West. Like that was one of the best teams in the combined Hornets Pelicans franchise history. Um, yeah, Paja. I mean, every once in a while people talk about Paja, but he was great. Uh any any thoughts on Paja, Wyatt?
1: Uh I was just thinking about you know twenty-two points in a row. But I mean some sometimes we you know see little glimpses of where it seems like every player like a player is just scoring every point in the game, but uh um, yeah. you know you there's there's always those little you know fast break buckets or whatever that break up the streak but 22 or 20 points consecutively by him i just think that would be you know funny it's like at what point is the whole team (laughs) just gonna stand around him and make someone else score you'd think it would have been come before 20 points but
0: yeah well and i I, i can't remember exactly but i think like at least 15 or maybe even the 18 of the 20 are just three-pointers, like corner threes. You know, that was his huh. his specialty. Um, one last comment. Do you happen to know Pages, like, his full first name? I don't know if you knew this. Pages, like, a nickname. Pages is not his actual first I name. I did
1: not. I don't know his first name. What is it? Uh,
0: Pray Drag? Yes. Drag mm-hmm. Stoyakovich. If you watch his uh the video from when he was drafted uh david stern is like with whatever you know late round late second round pick i'm sure it was the sacramento kings select pray drag stojakovic from whatever you know i can't remember what club he would have played for but anyways huh. just kind of a fun side note but um yeah <laughs> okay Anyways, I guess that kind of summarizes any uh, summarizes the show and all of our segments for today. Any closing thoughts to leave the listener with here, Wyatt?
1: Uh, just thank you for listening. We enjoy chatting about basketball with you every week and, and you know, in Karsten's case, every day. Uh, right. I am excited for another week of basketball. I think it's fun to, you know, see some of these big moves that are happening in our – in our power rankings, and I'm interested mm-hmm. to see, uh, you know, what changes next week. I know we we talked about this a little bit last week. How my rankings are a little more, you know, I predict kind of what I think is going to happen toward the end of the season, and you're like a hard and fast like uh, this this week's performance and this week's performance alone, you know, and right. I I think it's just kind of funny that we uh, like. Ideally, I want some smaller movement, you know, <laughs> than, right. than some of these big jumps that I've been seeing, you know, and and then you ex- expect some big jumps, and I I'm just interested to see how that go how that goes moving forward, because yeah, you know, hopefully they're in a little bit better positions now where they're not going to be jumping like 13 spots, <laughs> like the Wizards <laughs> and the uh, Bulls going down, you know.
0: Right, yeah. So, but but I do think ultimately, and it's nice to have, and I probably said this before, to have our two kind of different perspectives on that. So we have, you know, some some discrepancies that, that's like healthy to talk about. That it's it wouldn't yeah. be very interesting if it was like, oh, I have the exact same power ring. <laughs> <Yeah, about that?" laughs> exactly. So no, I think exactly. that's great. But um, but yeah, I would echo that. It's it's been really fun doing this podcast, and especially when I'm able to have you know, you co-hosting or Justin or wherever it's been, you know, uh, we have a couple other people in mind who we'd hopefully like to be be able to get on the show. Um, Our good friend Connor, I know that he's had a busy uh, schedule with his college, uh, college life, but he's, he's talked about, he'd like to help out with the show at some point. And I think his schedule might've gotten freer within the last week. Um, So we're going to see if he can, hop on one of these nights or maybe next night, uh, next week sometime. But, um, yeah, again, I will echo that. Thanks again, all of you for listening. Um, uh, stay in school. Don't do drugs. (laughs) All of those (laughs) good parting words.